Hello and welcome back to the Florida Hockey Podcast. Justin Bedford alongside Noah Russo. It's playoff time. Bigger stakes, bigger promotions. Every day of basketball's playoff, DraftKings will have $20,000 in total prizes up for grabs. The best part, it's free to get your shot at these daily cash prizes. DraftKings will be offering two free play pools every day of the NBA playoffs, offering players a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's basketball games and track your results throughout the evening. Questions will range from which team will hit the most threes to which team will score first. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get a free shot at $20,000 in total prizes every day of the basketball playoffs. Head to DraftKings pool page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time, only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Uh, Noah, how you doing this week, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Doing all right. Doing all right. Kind of a relaxing week, just trying to get some stuff organized. And I mean, playoff hockey finally on and also some regular season hockey. So that's there too. Not really sure why. <laughs> we, we still have what? Two, two or three Calgary Vancouver matchups still to look forward to. Yeah, it's just awesome. I and mean, we got today we're recording Sunday, but we're recording like afternoon. So Pittsburgh Islanders are in OT. Uh, Panthers play tonight. And then obviously capping off the night with the matchup everyone wants, which is Calgary, Vancouver. And Vegas, playing for pride. Vegas, Minnesota right now. Vegas, um, Minnesota right now. Uh, it's, so it's, it's zero zero after one minute to play. So all right, all right. Good start. Good start. Big game. Uh, now, you mentioned before we hopped on the recording here, you oh had something God. you wanted to talk about. You said it wasn't a big deal, but we're going to talk about it anyway. So I'm curious to know what it is. What do you got? Um, all right. So, so the, um, you know how it seems just like so iconic, such a staple of the playoffs is they always have the Stanley Cup playoffs like logo and like writing in the inside of the blue line. Of course. Right? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But they don't have that anymore. Yeah. Right? They have the digital ads, which I I just the, the other ones were so elite. I it's it's I mean, I wouldn't call it's, it's it elite. A little it's just like an ad advertisement. It's just an ice advertisement. For the Stanley Cup playoffs, though. Yeah, it's cool. 
So like, I don't know. I just, I always associated it with the playoffs in my brain. So like right now when I watch it and I see Bridgestone inside of the blue line, it's like, I don't know. It's just not, it doesn't seem like 100% the same. No, no, it's not. So I, that that's my only thing. It's going to take me a couple games to get used to definitely, but it's, I, I, I miss it. I, I like the, the actual in ice advertising there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's nice to have the logo there. It makes it feel slightly different than the regular season. Uh, but guess not this year. But what what are you going to do, really? Uh, right. And I thought it might have uh, uh, something to do with the, um, revenues. the time between re- regular season and Oh, could playoffs. be that that they didn't have time to melt it down. So we'll see. I mean, maybe next week it'll be different. Um, but. And it, or it could just be like, cause you have usually it's a big sponsor that's there. Yeah. So I, in a shortened a, season, no fans yeah, in the building getting value they out need of the that. Money, yeah. yeah. They, they honestly need the money and they, they can do a lot more with that digital like advertising. They have a, they can have a specific one for, for power plays, penalty kills and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but yeah, it's just it's different. So I just wanted to bring that bring that to light. Yeah, definitely a small difference, but no, it still it kind of matters. Um, so we've seen almost two games of the playoffs so far. Uh, last night, Boston, Washington. I think we both picked Boston in the series. I picked Washington. Really? Definitely picked Washington. Interesting. I'll have to go back check the tape. But well, I picked Washington in my bracket. I don't know. I, I always I, like I always make my picks and then I change them whenever I do a bracket because I just like. I'm pretty sure I picked Washington, but I might have picked Boston. That's. I, I, I'm pretty confident I picked Washington, but I know for a fact I picked Washington in my bracket. I have them going to I think the conference final actually. So game one yesterday though, lots going on in that game. What were your thoughts on it? I mean. Ovi just came in and started headhunting. He he missed his first like big hit. No, you got Backstrom. Yeah, I was going to say, he lined up Backstrom perfectly, though. Um, and then huge hit on Krejci after that. All, all the Washington guys were buzzing to, to, um, to get some hits in. Uh, it, was, it was a really good game, and I think it's two really, really close teams that that game could have gone either way. Yeah, I mean, the thing for me is I think every year before the playoffs, I always kind of forget how different playoff hockey is than, than regular season hockey is. Like, it's very, very, it's very different. There's like no penalties. There's no penalties and guys just are throwing their bodies. Like, you don't see it in the regular season. No, no. Like, like guys just go, like, finish their checks way more in the playoffs. Yeah, like, like Ovi's in his 30s now, right? Like, when he was, you know, a young kid, he'd go running around charging guys we didn't see that a lot this year it's not really what he does now because he's an old guy out there but the minute the puck drops for the playoffs he's going and charging guys uh just so fast so physical just awesome yeah he was absolutely buzzing out there um i mean obviously it's there's a reason why he's captain and he's he's been in the league so long and done so well but it was it was a really good game. And of course, Tom Wilson gets the first goal for, for the entire playoffs, actually. 
Um, yeah. thought that was, I thought that was a, a little funny. I really enjoyed – he scored that goal, and then I went on Twitter right after, and I saw eight consecutive tweets that said, of course Tom Wilson scores the first goal of the playoffs. Eight tweets in a row, different yeah. people. And it's like, all right, like, we know. No, no one wants to see that, but uh, no, it was it was a great game, start to finish. I mean, Vita, and we got overtime, and I mean, so far we're two for two for overtime. Yeah, two for two with overtime, and we got to see former Panther, the absolute legend, Craig Anderson, in there. Oh, wow, like I did, I didn't realize Samsonov was on the on the COVID list, and then. Before the game, I'm like, wait, like that's that's Craig Anderson, and then of course Vanacek gets injured, and I don't know if you you listen to the Sportsnet. Uh, oh, I listen to it. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second, um, but I thought he did an amazing job coming in. It, he's played what four at or at least started four NHL games in the past 13 months. Yeah, like not not a lot of time playing in the last year or so, and. He's turning 40 this week. So I think, you know, if you're Washington, you see, you know, Vanacek go down. That's not exactly the situation you want to be in where, where you got that guy coming in. No disrespect to Craig Anderson, but just at that age with that little, you know, game action, tough situation to be in. And he he was good. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He was. And I mean, he had that one play where, kind of stumbled into the net a bit yeah <laughs> well bump from Zidane Chara. yeah that was uh that was a peculiar play because Pittsburgh actually had a really good scoring shot Boston. scoring opportunity uh what did I say you said Pittsburgh I yeah I'm sorry I'm like one eye on OT um yeah Boston had a really good scoring opportunity on there and it was just like you you, you see the 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 one-timer coming and the next thing you know Anderson's just like falling in his yeah net. like Pasternak lets the one-timer go and then that's just not there. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. I saw, I saw like, like, do you think it should have been a delay a game? No, I think it was purely accidental. I don't think you can justify a delay a game on that. See, I um, think like, even if it's accidental though, like when you knock off your own net. I mean, there was, there was traffic in front of the net. No like, one was, no Boston player was close. It was Chara. Chara knocked him. I know. I, I don't think it's a delay of game. I, I think it's purely accidental and it's just, I mean, if I accidentally cross-checked a guy in the face, that would be a penalty. Well, that would be a cross-check. It was accidental. I mean it. Yeah, yeah, but if if a goalie, like, you know, like, goes from side to side and uses the post to stop himself and the neck comes off, that wouldn't be a delay of game. No, but I think that's more of, like, a normal movement. No, I know it's more of a normal thing, but, like... And when you deny, like, the other – like, that was Boston's best chance on that power play. I I don't think that would have changed the outcome of the game. I think that I, – No, I don't think it would either. But know, I, I, I think, like, if I, if I was I, in that game, I think I'm calling a penalty there. Like, it's – like, if you high stick a guy by accident, you go for a stick, or if you miss, you get him in the face, it's a penalty. I mean, dude, I, I really think you could go either way. I think you can justify both. Yeah, no, I know. I think you I, I, too. I, I it would it would one hundred percent just depend on the referee and the time and place, right? Yeah, like I think it was just a weird play. But other than that, Craig Anderson was, you know, excellent. Not really. Yeah, much. well, he he should have really like 
whistled it earlier than that, which is why, which is what should have happened in my opinion. Yeah, it should have been blown early before the pass got to pass. Around. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I don't know how you don't notice that, but no, me neither. But what do you? We can't do anything about it now. And as I said, I I don't think it would have um, changed the outcome of the game. But coming back to the Sportsnet um, take, uh, that was interesting. Yeah, tour for I mean, I, there was. They were talking about how, you know, Vanacek gets hurt on that play and they're just going off the assumption that that's because he didn't stretch enough before the game. And like basically saying that is you should never get uh, like the the pulling a muscle is your fault. Like, how is that like anyone can pull a muscle no matter how much they stretch? Yeah, I pull like four muscles getting out of bed each day. Exactly. And I mean, it just... It just happens. Like, I, I, and he was heated about it. I don't know. And it's also like one of those things, like, for the most part, this is kind of a broad assumption, but goalies are very much like creatures of habit. Like, they follow like the same, like most hockey players follow the same pregame rituals, right? So you assume, and you would assume a goalie at this level is, yeah, gonna stretch before. What kind of surprised me was he was a little late on the play. Yeah. Like, before stretching out, I'm not sure what happened there. I don't know if he just got like kind of distracted or because he, he should have been more centered in his net. Um, I I don't know what happened, which is what leads me to believe there might have been like not only a pulled muscle, but like something that was already happening. Yeah, I, I so think it's I, just it's, I think it's just one of those plays where he's it just happens. not 100 percent in position, so he's overextending to try to make a save. Right. And I don't think that's really attributed to stretching or not stretching. I think that's just, if anything, just positioning. Absolutely. I mean, so I, 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 you can't, in my opinion, you can't blame Vanacek for that. That's like, that's just, it's part of the game. It happens. Yeah. It's not, it's not his fault. I'm sure he stretched before the game. I would assume most players do. I would hope so. Yes. Like, like I stretch, I stretch before like co ed intramural games. Like, yeah. It's just something you do. Like everyone does it. But uh, either way, not great for the Capitals. And I'm sure they're hoping Sam Sonov. But, but they clutch out with the win. And TJ Oshie actually absolutely blasts one for the point. And the living legend Nick Dowd is able to redirect that into the net. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's what Nick Dowd does, right? That's just vintage Nick Dowd in front. Kind of like he's kind of like a poor man's Joe Pavelski. In that, yeah, like substantially less money, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> good goal from I don't know if anyone would have predicted that's who the overtime hero was going to be. Probably wouldn't have been my first pick, definitely would not have been my first pick either. But I mean, good for him. And it was funny, they were interviewing Oshi after the game, and they they announced it during the interview that Dowd got the goal, and Oshi was just happy for him. Yeah, I mean, it at was, that point, you just you, you get the win, right? It doesn't really matter who scores. Yeah, I don't think you really care at that point. You get the win. That's what you came for. Uh, so you're kind of just happy about that. Um, and then so that game was awesome. And this today noon, we had Pittsburgh Islanders still going on, I believe. Uh, you're watching the OT, so I don't know. Yes, we, we have three minutes and 40 seconds left in overtime number one. Um Nice little scrum after the play. 
uh, Sororkin's been great. Yeah, you know he's looked really good today. He's. I like that he's. He, you know, he play. He plays big. Yeah, you, you know, know what I like. Not, he's not too fast on his in his butterfly, um, which I which I noticed from Rask yesterday. Is Rask likes to play very low to the ground. Um, Sororkin's kind of the opposite here. Yeah, I've noticed that actually with a bunch of younger goalies this year. Like I've seen it with uh, Sorokin, I've seen it with Nedeljkovic, and I've seen it with Blackwood, where uh, they don't go down in their butterfly quickly. Like they'll still stand up and face a shot. Yeah, which like, as soon as you get into butterfly, there's just places where you're not going to save the shot. Like Tristan Jari got beat glove side. Twice. Three times today. Well, yeah. Okay, one was under, two were over. Yeah, one was under, but both that were over. Like, it's so hard for a goalie to be able to stop it right there. Yeah, it's and one es- of those th- especially as soon as you get into butterfly. It's well, yeah, because yeah. as soon as you drive in your butterfly, top half of the net exposed. I mean, not half, but there's a good amount of net exposed, right? Exactly. And especially a guy like Tristan Jari's not a big goalie, right? No. Right. So if you're if you're dropping your butterfly quickly, you're just leaving that open. And when a guy comes in, like, there are certain situations where if a guy's coming in, like, there's a much greater chance he's shooting high than low, right? Yeah, the uh, Kyle Palmieri, the X Factor himself, just just ended it for the Islanders, so. Of course, that that ties his his season total with the Islanders. With two two. goals. (laughs) Fantastic why they brought him in. I'm telling you, I think it's the beard, to be honest. Um, yeah, it's, he's finally allowed to grow it out. Um, interesting. I mean, I, it's going to be a really good series, but I think that this is the series that you could expect the biggest upset. Yeah. I think there's a series where you could expect an upset and also a series where it's just like, I mean, as good as the Islanders have been, like, they're not the most exciting team in the league for the most part, like, this is yeah, probably one glo- like that. That's o- probably over one of over glove side shoulder again for shocking. For well, I imagine they'll just abuse that for the rest of the series. Yeah, um, but it, it's hard to picture any like other four seed really um, competing for their for their series. I don't. Nah, I, don't I pick Montreal. Nashville, like Montreal, Nashville, definitely not. And then you kind of look at St. Louis. That's like. Ryan O'Reilly guaranteed they were going to win, which just seems a little idiotic. Considering I was really, I, I was really tempted though to throw some money down on St. Louis because of that. Because you know, I mean, it's a bold call. It's, it's a, a bold, bold call. call. It's like, like he's pulling like the Mark Messier guarantee, but exactly, it, but exactly. in the first, but in the first round before the series is Against started, the, fa- the Stanley Cup favorite, <laughs> and you're like. Listen, I like Tori Krug's an okay player, but I I don't see, you know, I I don't see it happening. No, I don't I don't see how it happens. But either. I mean, like, I think I I do think that St. Louis would be a team that has the potential to to lock out Colorado, like just to shut down and. Play yeah, like, I think if you're St. Louis, game. your whole game plan is just start throwing body. Like that's what yeah. I, if, I, if, I, if I'm if I'm the coach, I'm just saying, all right, they are way faster and way more skilled than us up and down their lineup. So let's just finish our checks. 
Yeah, I mean, hope. Yeah, maybe they get injured. Who knows? They've had a ton of injuries so far this season. Yeah, yeah, they've battled through a lot of injuries. And like, I'm not like not saying don't like don't go and try to injure the guy, but you know, fin- finish the hit. You know. Yeah. It, it, Make sure he feels it, you know? Yeah, make them hate Forecheck and make them hate coming into your zone. It's and like I mean say like St. Louis is a big physical team, right? That's how they, they have to play. That's how they want to cup. Yeah. So but no, I think they have absolutely no hope in that series. <laughs> so but, I, it, but I might just coming back to the point O'Reilly. Coming back to the point is I think the Islanders were the four seed that had the, the biggest shot of winning. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. It's only the first game, and it was an overtime win. So there's it's definitely a close game. Yeah, and that like that is one of the most like the more balanced divisions too. Like in the other divisions, the four seed pretty much kind of just squeaked in there for the most yeah, part. You can't forget that. I mean, the Islanders made it to the conference final last year. Yeah, there's one. They're one of those teams. Like I always underestimate them. Yeah, and then they prove me wrong, and then Barry I just do trots. it, and then I just do it over and over, and it's like. Although I was shocked that there were seven goals in that game. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a 3-1. Yeah, it was looking like, I mean, that's that's Highlanders hockey. Exactly. And I think also one of my big takeaways from the first two games is just like literally like how big time like Alex Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby are. They're huge. I you mean, know, like, you know, they're in their 30s now and everyone's, you know, kind of losing it these days over, you know, McDavid and Matthews and McKinnon and like rightfully so those guys are electric, but you know, Sid and Ovi, they know how to play in those big moments. And I mean, they are, they are just clutch solid players. I mean, Crosby's been, tip goal today was ridiculous. They, they've been through it so much that they, they know what it takes. They know exactly what, what has to happen. Yeah. And it's weird. Like they're, they're good in the regular season, but they hit the playoffs and they just, find another gear and yeah. they just find ways to control and it's just it's so impressive really also, i mean tristan jari had like a ridiculous streak to end the season yeah something like 18 three and two i was yeah. i was completely blown away yeah he was like it's weird because his first season as a starter right and he you know he had a good year last year splitting time with you know matt murray who's just chilling over in Ottawa. Yeah. Having a great time. But like, you know, I like Tristan Jari as a goalie today, probably not a great game from him. No, he's got to work that glove side. Yeah. I, I think that that's probably a safe bet because yes, yeah. but yeah, I'll be interested how they respond. I think I've picked Pittsburgh in this series. So. Yeah. I, I picked Pittsburgh in seven. Yeah, and I'll be interested. I mean, I don't know what's going on with Malkin either. So, no, you know, like what's he been up to? Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. But I yeah. think he was a game time decision, though. I, I'm, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, that could just be mind games. You never know. It's playoffs. Yeah. Like, are, like how excited are you for just this? All the you know information coming out from teams. It's an upper body injury. Yeah. No further detail. Yeah. When will he be back? Don't know. What's the injury? Don't know. Awesome. Let me go try to get like a very, very vague, like week to week or like day to day. Yeah. And then I'm over here and I'm trying to like, you know, bet on some of the games and it's like, I don't even know who's playing. Like, you know, if this guy plays, yeah. <laughs> this guy, like, So that's going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Uh, and now tonight, 
Panthers, Lightning, 28 years in the making. How fired up are you for this it's, game? It's going to be so exciting. First game tonight. Um, Stamkos and Kucherov back for Tampa. Which, yeah, that's good time. Good, good, good timing for Tampa. That those guys were, you know, able how, to be how ready convenient, for this. you know. Kucherov misses the entire regular season, but he's magically okay for the first day of playoffs. Yeah, you know, and you just you add a quick seventeen mil to your cap. Your team costs ninety eight million. It's yeah. I mean, it's tough because it's like you know, as Panthers fans, it's kind of annoying, but it's also like it is the rules. You know, they're not doing anything that's not allowed. So it's it's an interesting loophole, and I I wonder if the NHL will look into it um, at all. Yeah, you see all. It's, yeah, it, it it's a bit it's a bit odd, and then Chicago did it with Kane. Yeah, was they it brought when they won in their a, first cup, second cup. Uh, it was one of the cups. Twenty fifteen. Oh, so the third one. Yeah, because Patrick Kane end of the season against the Panthers, it was Petrovic, I believe. Who and he bro- and he pushed him to the boards, broke his yeah. collarbone, which gave him the cap space to go and get Antoine Vermette at the deadline, and then Antoine Vermette comes in, wins some faceoffs in the playoffs, and there you go, right? And so there's that, and then you've seen, yeah, teams doing it now, and I mean, as soon as Kucherov, they said he wasn't going to play, like you knew it was coming, right? Yeah, I mean, you knew, you you knew. Everyone knew at the beginning of the season, and now for a fact that we talked about it at the beginning of the season, is you knew this was going to happen. And Stamkos is just, I guess, an added bonus for for Tampa. But it just goes to show how deep their team is, that they can get by without any of these players, still finish with a very good standing. And this is obviously going to be a very, very good series. If any of these later regular season games have been any end, any indicator of how the playoffs are going to go it's going to shape up to be a fantastic series yeah it's going to be awesome fast physical uh can't wait and i mean to me i, I think this series probably comes down to you know i think the first couple games are so important because a lot know, of it a lot of it is going to be goaltending there's going to be goaltending is going to be a huge factor. We'll get to that in a sec because we know who's starting tonight. Um, but, you know, as good as Stamkos Kucherov are, they haven't played in a while, right? They're coming off injuries. Uh, you know, how significant they were, how long they've been ready to go. We don't know. Uh, so it's just kind of like how quickly can they shake off the rest? If they come in and, you know, it probably takes them a game to get, you know, feeling close to their usual selves so game one's got to be hugely important right you got to take it's going to set the pace of the series yeah you got to take it you got to take it to them right away uh so important to get that they they have you know they're increasing the capacity at bb and t which i think is going to go up to 47 percent, which should be around like seven eight thousand sure I'm not a maybe fan. nine. I don't know. Um, fans will be there, but yeah, fans will be there, and I think that is going to be an important aspect. And if home ice, if the pan, you know, and we wouldn't be saying this 
probably if there wasn't a pandemic, but the pandemic has kind of boosted, I want to say the Florida fan power or like evened it out. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, um, which is so, cause like, I think like, honestly, I think if like you, I think if you could have full capacity, I think the fans would be there for sure. Yeah. I think there's, I mean, the last the couple of games played so well, and I, I don't know if we talked about this on air last time is they, um, they did get like 75% of their existing season ticket holders to already renew for next season. Yeah, I saw that. That's just, just awesome. Which is nuts. Um, right. Which is like, it's the whole thing, like with non-traditional hockey markets, like like Florida is, whenever, the, like the fans are there when the team's good, right? That's pretty standard, right? Like when the Panthers have had good seasons in the past, the building's been rocking. Exactly. But, but it's hard when the team doesn't perform on the ice. But this year, the team has looked so good that you, you can feel the excitement. Uh, you can feel, you know, the community. And I think it's just it's fantastic. And I think that'll be huge for them in the playoffs to be able to have a good amount of fans. Yeah. Which, I mean, it'll be, even like last night, I was watching as you were watching in Boston, right? And refs make a call. Fans don't like it. And it was so that weird. Was the, that was uh, Oshi, Oshi's Bucky. No, I was talking about the one before where it was Raffle Ra- tripped Taylor Hall. He, like, came in for the oh, hit and okay. missed and clipped him at the knee. And so the refs called a trip. And, I was, and you'd hear the fans going, ref, you suck. Well, they did that for Oshi, too. Well, they did that, too. That was later, though. Oh, okay. I didn't catch right. the first one, I guess. But it was just – it was so weird because that's, like – the first time in over a year where you've heard that from, from fans. Cause you, you don't, you don't really hear it that much in the regular season. It's not the same playoffs. A lot of teams didn't have fans for a lot of the year this year. Mm-hmm. So just be able to hear like the fans, you know, being angry at the refs was like, it's kind of nice. It, it was, it was, um, you know, it's not like the fake crowd noise where it's like, they just throw on like a cheering sound exactly it's it's like it's actually like targeted yeah which like i'm excited yeah i'm excited to see more of that in the playoffs like we know uh you know nashville like in the past always great with that their fans yeah and, uh, and i have think they have a attendance. sizable capacity i think they do it's tennessee yeah so like stuff like that like you, you just kind of miss it so that's gonna be fun but then it'll also kind of be weird because we're gonna watch those games and then we'll watch the canadian division with no fans still that's definitely going to be a bit of a shock. Because um, at least like last year in like the play-in, you know, you know, in the, everyone this, was on the same page. Everyone right? on the same page. Now a little different, but and w- which I think that it's going to be interesting to see what they do for conference and, well, I mean, one conference uh, final and the Stanley Cup final if there's a Canadian team. Yeah, I mean, the NHL said they wanted to answer by June first, so. I, I I would think that it goes to the U.S. Because yeah, I don't the, think, the way, way I, things I are think, going right now, I would say yeah, probably. I don't think Trudeau is is budging on that. I think he's being. This is not a political show. I'm not going to say anything, um, but I would assume it goes to the states. I think that the NHL has so much more to benefit from having fans in the stand. Yeah, yeah, like they they lost so much revenue this year by not having their normal fan capacity like billions of dollars 
you know, so, like if if you you could put a team in Texas potentially and then have full capacity for those games. Yeah, which is the other thing I was going to mention too. Like you put like you know a team in Texas stuff. Like keep in mind, like the playoffs are going to go later than they usually go this year, and playing in some of these warmer climates in, in the summer is going to be tough on the buildings and their cooling system. Like we saw the huge like dehumidifying system they just had, uh, you know, put in the BB&T center. Yeah. So I'm curious to see how the, the ice holds up, you know, if some of these I, warmer I would assume, climates. You know, I would like to think that they're equipped for that, that they're used to that, but it's, it's a great point because it's really hard keeping a building cool if it's 32 on a daily basis and like maybe 25 at night. Yeah. It's 32 and humid. Right. And like last year, it was, you know, Toronto and Edmonton, they get hot in the summer, but not nearly to the same degree. And, no, not at all. And so to, it, and I it, didn't, I didn't hear anything about the ice being meh in those bubbles. Did you hear anything about that? I, I not, not it's particularly. Not jumping, it's, not, it's not coming back to mind or anything. No, I mean, I think it was a little bit noticeable late in like periods when the ice is just a bit chewed up. Uh, the puck starts bouncing a bit more, but that's just kind of a general hockey thing. Yeah. Uh, not really most of the complaints about the bubble were just about the bubble itself. So, so. yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see how Florida does it. Because um, Florida definitely is going to see that weather. Um, but yeah, it's a lot of lot to think about. The NHL and weather this year has not been great namely lake tahoe yeah not ideal still a fun event but it's funny it's funny you bring up dallas being too hot because they had to cancel games during the season because they had snow yeah and they just they didn't know how to handle it yeah so there's yeah there's interesting situation yeah either way it's gonna be gonna be fun playoffs regardless um but back to the florida tampa series here Talked about goaltending earlier. Sergei Bobrovsky gets the nod tonight, game one. What are your thoughts on on that call going to going uh, to Bob in game one? I think it makes sense. I think it's the good call. Uh, you know, he, he's he's the guy getting the big bucks for for Florida. I fully expect Drieger to start at least one game, if, especially if they get because I assume they're going to get. Um, I haven't looked at the schedule, but so I don't know when the back-to-back is, but I assume they're going to get a back-to-back at least. So I would expect Drieger to start one of those. But I like I, I like the move to put in Bobrovsky. Yeah, it's it's real tricky because I know, you know, I saw a lot of people not happy about it. Because but like- remember, remember, Bobrovsky's the one who swept Tampa in the playoffs with Columbus. Yeah, like I think like you can make an argument from both sides. Like the, the argument for Drieger is that, Drieger's been Florida's best goalie this year, right? With no doubt. With no doubt, regardless, you know, right? And if you're trying to win games and you don't make decisions based on what you're paying guys, right? Which is true, yeah. Right, like that. that's just how it is. Like it sucks to pay a guy 10 mil to put him on the bench, but if you want to win the game and the other guy's playing better, then you go with the other guy. That being said, though, like, yeah, like Sergei Bobrovsky, he is the goalie who was there in Columbus when they slept, swept Tampa. he I don't think he's done anything. You know, has he been as good as Drieger? No. Has he been brutal this year? No. Like, he's been good enough. And and I think that you, if you're going to start Bobrovsky and you're unsure about it, game one is the 
game to start with. Because if he's if he's terrible, makes your decision so much easier. You're going with Drieger the rest of the series, and you're only down one nothing. Yeah, so I like I don't mind going with with Bob in game one, and obviously we're hoping you know he plays like he did in Columbus. Uh, and then on the other end, like you have Tampa Bay, obviously it's you know Andre Vasilevsky, who is you know in my mind he's the best goalie in the NHL. But he hasn't been great against the Panthers this year. No. Right? Like, he, he's let in some bad goals. Like, he's looked – there's some nights where he's looked I mean, like – we've had we've had a few, like, five, six goal games against Tampa. Yeah. Like, like they've been able to find ways to score on him. And, th- like, there are games where he looks, like, unbeatable. But we haven't seen that against the Panthers this year. Like the Panthers have had an easier time against him than UC Soros over in Nashville. Yeah, which, yeah, it's UC Soros is. I don't know. He just has the Panthers number this season, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what it is. He's just so good against the Panthers. So hopefully we don't see him in the playoffs. But yeah. But yeah, like yeah, I don't mind the Panthers going with Bob tonight. Uh, hoping it all works out. Uh, it'll be. I, I think it will. I, I expect a really close game. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, if, if the last two matchups between these teams in the regular season is any indication, at the mm-hmm. very least, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Right. I mean, obviously, you know, we want the Panthers to win. Hopefully, they win. But. Either way, it's going to be a battle. There's there's some bad blood there. And you, you, you got to acknowledge the fact that the Panthers were in a division with two of the best teams in the NHL in Tampa Bay and Carolina. Yeah, two ridiculously good teams as well. And they did pretty okay against both of them. Carolina, not so much. Vinny Trocek kind of had our number all year, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think the Panthers like they 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 earned the right to be put in the same conversation as those teams. By the mm-hmm. by, the way they played this year and all the guys that that continue to step up. Uh, my question for you here though is: so in this series versus Tampa Bay, should the Panthers win the series? And obviously, let's hope they do. Who is the X factor for the team? could be a lot of guys but like who's who's the guy who's like who's the guy who steps up and gets it done for me i've got i've got to lean on on previous history and i think that the way he's been playing this year is has to be sam bennett playoff bennett yeah playoff bennett he he, he's I, i he has the potential to step up big time um everything's gonna look very skewed given the fact that he had a really, really good regular season with uh, Florida. But I think it's going to be really interesting, and I think he has that ability to be the X factor. Yeah, I think just that combination like, of really skill good second and line size. scoring, yeah. Yeah, like I think he showed the offense he can bring when he's playing with some good players and the way he fit in, you know, in you know the limited time he was in Florida, you know, after the trade deadline. But – just the physicality you can bring, like that's what made him a fan favorite in Calgary. That's what made him so good on those, you know, brief playoff runs they had. 
yeah was, was that ability to be able to provide that that offense but also just be a pain for the other team to play against to be no fun and i think you know like right what right when they traded for sam bennett we were like playoff bennett i was gonna say that's we didn't even think of like regular season bennett no, I mean, I, I really... There was no have... reason to think about regular season Bennett, that being said. No, honestly, I was like, I was fully prepared for him to do nothing in the regular season once he came over. And everyone's exactly. like, oh, you overpaid. Like, this guy produces nothing. I was like, yeah, but the playoffs. <laughs> and really, like, you're going to make the playoffs. And once you're there, you, you need guys that help you win in the playoffs. Like, there are a lot, there's some guys where it's just like they turn it on in the playoffs. And it's like, if you can, if you can build a team that gets you to the playoffs, and then you add those guys, like, you're chilling. You're you're very much chilling, indeed. Yeah, like as much as like you know, not a huge fan of the guy. Like Tom Wilson was like an animal last night, and yeah. it's like, and that's like, you see the way like we talked about at the start here, like how different playoff hockey is, and guys that thrive in that style of play, those are the guys you want for for the games that really matter. That's what Sam Bennett is. So the minute you know, Florida makes the trade for him, and everyone's like, oh, you gave up too much for him, which. Even still, don't think they did. It's like no, I don't think so either. And it was always like, yeah, I really didn't care so much what he did in the regular season, so much as I was like, I can't wait to watch him in the playoffs because I know what he can bring in the playoffs. Um, but then he kind of brought it in the regular season, anyways. So, yeah, that was a nice surprise, I guess. Yeah, very nice. Uh, for me though, I'm gonna go with a different X factor in this series, and I gotta go with my guy. And I actually just bought his jersey yesterday. Not here yet. Can you guess who it is? Sasha Barkov? No, I wish I thought about Barkov. Oh, but no. man. Legend. Is it like, is it like one of the top players? What if I told you it's one of the most underrated players in the NHL? I think you're talking about Huberto, but I feel like we've had this conversation before. It's not Huberto. It's not the... Huberto. Oh, is it Carter Verhage? No. I'm going to go through like every name. Is it a forward? No. <laughs> oh, okay. Mackenzie Weger. You bet I got a Mackenzie Weger yes. jersey. <laughs> I was like, I was going through, I was like, who should I, who should I get on it? And at the end of the day, it was like. Mackenzie Weger. Why the hell not? Yeah. I mean, do I play defense? No. But there's just something about McKenzie Weger. I love his game. Now, I will tell you, I did briefly consider going with Bobby Orsling, Gustav Orsling. Really? I thought you might have gone for Radko Gudis. Yeah. Gudis that, has been killing it. I guess Radko Gudis would probably be more my brand in terms of yeah. you know, stylistically. I th- yeah. I know. I, I like the McKenzie Weger one. That's a good pick. Yeah. I was like, you know what? Like, I, I, I have, you know, an okay like jersey collection, but they're all, I, re, I don't have a single defenseman jersey, right? All forwards. I don't think I have one either. I got, I got a Sammy Blay. I got, which is also just weird. I got Rocco Grimaldi, like all these like fringe NHL forwards. And then I have like a, I have a Roberto Luongo too. Nice. Not a Panthers one though, unfortunately, a Canucks one. Oof. But it was, it was a gift. So, can't get too upset. So I was like, you know what? Uh, so I got the yeah, I got a McKenzie Weger versus Retro. So I'm very excited. So nice. 
when it comes in, you'll see me wrapping it on the pod. Yes, sir. Um, but that's that's my pick for the X Factor in the series is Mackenzie Weger. And my reasoning is that like for the like the Panthers have had no problem putting up offense this year. No problem. Lots of guys getting it done. Verhage, Duclair, Barkov, Huberto, Hornquist. Mm-hmm. Lots of guys who know that. We know this team can produce offense, and I expect they're going to produce offense. And I think it comes down to how well can the Panthers shut down Tampa Bay's, you know, top guys. Because that's it's a deep forward group they got there. Like, that third line is excellent with Yanni Gord, Coleman, and Goudreau. They obviously getting Stamkos back, Kucherov back, Braden Point's fantastic. Anthony Sorelli can do a lot of different things out there. So I think it comes down to how well you shut those guys down. And the guy who's going to have to do it is going to be Mackenzie Weger. Like, obviously, yeah, you, you, you get it done as a team. D-man. He's number like, one D. Obviously, like, you, you defend as a five-man unit. But Mackenzie Weger, I think, has shown this year that, yeah, he, he he's a number one D. And he can yeah. be that, you know, with, with Aaron Ekblad out, he was – tremendous uh kind of stepping up taking on harder minutes more responsibility aside from maybe that one play against jason against uh rope hints where he like shot it in his own net on spencer knight i mean just rock solid for, for mackenzie Weger. absolutely and so i think yeah if they're if they're gonna go on a deep playoff run like i think he's gotta be he's gotta be the guy and i think he probably will be too and i think no one's gonna notice Probably not. Even because, if the Panthers make a deep run, I don't even think people notice that the Panthers are in a deep run. So, um, yeah. Yeah, like because it's one of those, like, like, no one really pays attention to, like, D that much. Like, really? Like, like I mean, Hedman last year came on the Smythe, right? Like, mm-hmm. and then I guess, like, you know, a couple of years before, like, Duncan Keith. But. I think, you know, the, the focus will probably be more on the offensive guys, your Sam Bennett, your Huberto, your Barkov. And I think Mackenzie Weger hopefully just quietly gets it done, moves the puck, does what he's done all year. And he and Gustav Forsling are just, you know, electric. Electric. That'd yeah. be, yeah. Bobby also, Orsling. Yeah. Also, I feel like we haven't talked, to, we haven't talked at all actually recently about how good Nudavar has been the second half of the year. He's been a lot better. He's been great. I mean, it's all these small like moves that Bill Zito has done that you never, you didn't realize were going to be as big as they were. And I think that what Nudavara has been able to bring to the table, which is just like, like tremendous defensive depth, is you've got to acknowledge that. And that's he, he's been playing like exactly how I think you'd expect him, you'd, yeah. you'd hope for him to play. Yeah, like the thing is, like he got off to like a slow start. Like they, they brought him in and they paid him a decent amount of money to, to come in, um, be a part of this team. But he was hurt uh, at the start of the year prior to training camp, right? And you could kind of tell, like at the start of the year, like he wasn't very good. You know, not what you'd expect, and I'm sure not what the team was hoping for. And I think a lot of that was just not being 100% healthy. And the second half of the year, with Ekblad out too, he's just been so much better and more of what you were, were hoping to see from the, the get-go. Just you can tell he looks healthier. You can tell he looks much more comfortable out there. And he, he's been really solid. I've really liked what I've seen from him. Yeah. And as you said, especially in the second half of the season, he's been, he's been really solid. And I mean, 
it's the Panthers game in general has been like everyone's been playing great. Yeah, like I don't think like enough people give the are given the Panthers credit for how well they've played after losing Aaron Eckblad. Like they definitely did not even get enough credit for 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 finishing second in the in one of the toughest statistics. No, a lot of people still picking Tampa to win that series. Not really. No, nobody is thinking. They're, they're, everyone's thinking that yeah. Tampa. I, I assume Tampa is actually a favorite on the betting odds. Yeah, I would assume so too. But you, you, you look at the Panthers' year they've had. Like they go into the year, the expectations are low. A lot of team people not even picking them to make the playoffs. Exceed all expectations, right out of the gate. Guys playing phenomenal hockey. All these low risk acquisitions just being fantastic Aaron Eckblad putting himself in the Norris conversation Mm -hmm. he goes down with a season-ending injury and your team doesn't sag at all at all they just stay winning it's it's they've been incredibly consistent over the course of the season yeah, like even even in stretches where they've maybe lost a couple of games, like there was a stretch where they lost a couple to Carolina and to uh, and to Nashville, but it's like they still played well in those games. Like, how many times did mm-hmm. you say they had three, like two or three poor games in a row? Not very often. And the ones against Nashville don't count because UC Soros was just UC Soros. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, they, they lost the games, but they didn't play poorly. Like, they just got goalied. Exactly. Like, they, they, really. they have outshot their opponents so many times. Yeah. Like, they, like violently, too. Yeah. So. Yeah, like, they're just – they're generating all over the ice. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Everyone's buzzing. Another guy not getting a lot of credit, Alex Wenberg. Almost a 20-goal scorer. Yeah, yeah. And he – that was like an underrated trade because it just seemed like a cap dump. Signing. Oh, Wenberg was a signing. That's he right. He was bought out. I was out. thinking of Walmart. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Walmart. Great, great, yeah. great guy. Sorry. Um, but no, like Wenberg's like a guy, like you bring him in, he gets bought out. Yeah. And, and Bill Zito is trusting a lot of guys that he, he had in Columbus. Yeah, he, he he knows the guy. He has the you know when you have the the prior experience with them, you have a much better idea of what you're going to get, both as a player and a person. Wenberg comes in, and he was a pro. Like he's playing two C pretty much for most of the year, which is a little mm-hmm. high for you know what he is. And now that you've brought in Sam Bennett, he's perfect on that third line. Perfect. It's, yeah, his defensive awareness, s- sneaky good. Great on the penalty kill. Uh, just like one of those, he's just one of those like Swiss Army knife players, you know, where you just kind of, th- you can throw him out there any situation and you trust. And who maybe, you know, he's not the biggest, not the fastest, not the strongest, but he'll just do a bunch of little things that make him a really strong player. Kind of like a, like a poor man's Ryan Nugent Hopkins. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's crazy how like that Bennett and like even the Gusev, like what what Bill Zito's done would sorry did at the deadline was able to like solidify so much more depth on the bottom six. It's and then Quenville just crafted that lineup perfectly. So um, it's 
a lot of really, really smart work is coming to fruition, I think, in these playoffs. And hopefully, hopefully they kick it off with, with a strong performance tonight. Yeah, hopefully. Can't wait to watch. Uh, it's going to be a ton of fun. Uh, so we'll see what happens. And then we'll, uh, we'll be back on, on Thursday with a new episode where we recap the games that have been played, uh, which should be a lot of fun. Tons of playoff hockey coming up here and also regular season hockey. Uh, so best of both worlds. Should be a lot of fun here down the stretch. Looking forward to it. Uh, thank you, everyone tuning in to this week's episode of the podcast. Back on Thursday, and we hope to see you all then. <laughs>